1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money
0: And it's now 5.07 on Wall Street. We're at 71 degrees in Central Park, dealing with an accident. Southbound Major Deegan at 179th. We'll get to the details in traffic shortly. First, Michael Barr, with what else is going on in New York and around the world, including a focus on crime in the city, Michael.
4: That is correct, Nathan. New York Mayor Eric Adams says the era of catch, release, repeat, when it comes to criminals, has to end Adams talked about a recent incident at a Harlem subway stop. Video shows a teen punching officers for several minutes at the 125th Street station as police struggled to arrest him. Adams says the teen was arrested a few days ago and was released before the
5: incident. Just a total disregard for public safety. Not only for public safety for that transit officer, but also for the person he robbed. This is what we are saying about what is happening in our criminal justice system.
4: Earlier this week, NYPD Transit Chief Jason Wilcox says that assaults on his officers have skyrocketed over a 55% increase this year. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy's administration is asking state residents to use less water amid a heat spell and scarce statewide rainfall. Some parts of New Jersey had five straight days of temperatures 100 degrees or higher through Sunday. Officials stopped short of enacting restrictions. The families of the 9-11 victims are letting pro golfers and former President Trump know they are outraged over the Live Golf Invitational. The Saudi-backed tournament will be hosted at Trump's Bedminster, New Jersey golf course on Friday. Terry Strada is the national chair of 9-11 Families United. She called the pro golfers who are participating sellouts.
6: And they thought that taking a large sum of money from the kingdom, you know, would give them all of this financial security. And it might do that. But... You're selling your soul to the devil when you get in bed with the Saudis.
4: The U.S. government says there was Saudi involvement in funding the terror network that committed the 9-11 attack. It's a permanent place to remember the late Jackie Robinson, the Brooklyn Dodger who broke the color barrier, now has a museum in Soho in his name. Several of Robinson's surviving relatives were in attendance yesterday for the ribbon cutting. The museum officially opens to the public September 5th. And a giant Mega Millions lottery jackpot ballooned to over a billion dollars after no one matched all six numbers and won the top prize. The next drawing is Friday. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg
0: Nathan. Ah, so there's still time. Thank, Thank you, Michael. <laughs>
5: Almost 5.10 on Wall Street. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Good morning, John Stenshaw. Good morning, Nathan. Sellout crowd. City Field. They saw an eventful first inning to start the Subway Series. Yankees and Mets both homered twice. Aaron Judge, number 38, hit it to the opposite field, opposite field. on the next pitch. Anthony Rizzo, his 23rd of the year, also the opposite way. Mets then got a first inning home run from Sterling Marte. Scored again, then homered again.
1: What one Swing and a drive in the air to left. Well hit. Hicks going back, turns, watches. It is gone! A two run homer by Eduardo Escobar into the city seats in front of the Great Wall of Flushing beyond the 358 mark. It's a two run homer for Escobar.
5: And CBS, Mets led the whole night from there They beat the Yanks 6 to 3. Taiwan Walker beat Jordan Montgomery, who labored. He got only seven outs before departing. A four out save for Edwin Diaz. His 22nd series concludes tonight. Domingo Herman. Against the Mets, David Peterson. Before the game, the Yankees put Giancarlo Stanton on the injured list. Achilles tendonitis. Braves beat the Phillies to stay two games behind the Mets. The Astros lost, still two behind the Yankees. The Blue Jays beat the Cardinals. That's Toronto's seventh straight win. Baltimore beat Tampa Bay. The Orioles move over five hundred and they're now ahead of the Red Sox who dropped to last place. NFL news with the opening of all 32 training camps. Tampa baseline veteran whiteout Julio Jones, so he's back in the NFC South, a seven-time Pro Bowler, while with Atlanta, spent last season at Tennessee. Cincinnati QB Joe Burrow had an appendectomy. We'll miss a couple of weeks. Seattle running back Chris Carson, a two-time 1,000-yard rusher, forced to retire at age 27 due to a neck injury. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Nick. All right, John, thank you. S&P futures now up 39 points. Dow futures up
0: 158. NASDAQ futures on the rise by 194 points. Positive Positivity in the market following big tech earnings. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. Bloomberg 11.30 weather, sunshine up our 80s today. Some scattered showers and storms possible tomorrow with a high near 90. We'll keep the storm chance in the forecast for Friday. Right now. 71 degrees in Central Park.
1: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Tape. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
3: And I'm Karen Moscow, and stocks and U.S. stock index futures are rallying as a batch of Brazilian company earnings helped alleviate some of the wider caution in markets ahead of a pivotal Federal Reserve monetary policy meeting. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures up about 40 points this morning. Dow futures up 163, and Nasdaq futures up 194. The DAX in Germany. Is a little change. Ten year treasury up seven thirty seconds, yield two point seven eight percent. The yield on the two year three point zero three percent. Nymex crude oil is up eight tenths percent or seventy-six cents at ninety-five dollars seventy seven cents a barrel. Comex gold up a quarter percent or four dollars fifty cents at seventeen forty twenty an ounce. The euro one point oh one four five against the dollar, British pound one point two zero seven two, the yen one thirty-six point six six. And Bitcoin this morning is up 1.6% at $21,320. We did have some other key earnings after the Bell. Shares of Texas Instruments up more than 2%. The chipmaker giving a bullish forecast for the current period. And Chipotle reporting second quarter earnings that beat projections. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael.
4: Thank you very much, Karen. According to a person familiar with the matter, the Justice Department is looking into former President Trump's actions as part of its criminal investigation into the January 6th riot. Prosecutors have been asking about conversations between Trump and his inner circle. President Joe Biden plans to speak to Chinese President Xi Jinping tomorrow. It is scheduled to take place amid new tensions as House Speaker Nancy Pelosi reportedly plans to visit Taiwan. In baseball, the Mets beat the Yankees 6-3. The Guardians beat the Red Sox 8-3. The Orioles beat the Rays 5-3. The Nationals beat the Dodgers 8-3. The A's down the Astros 5-3. And the Giants lost to the Diamondbacks 7-3. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700
0: journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is... Is Bloomberg, Nathan. All right, Michael, thank you. It's 519 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. We want to get more now on our top story this morning. The Justice Department now reportedly investigating former President Donald Trump and his inner circle's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. We're joined now by Terry Haynes, the founder of Pangea Policy. Terry, good morning. The reports are that the Trump team tried to push fake electors to pressure then-Vice President Pence to overturn the results How much jeopardy do you see for the former president?
2: Good morning, Nathan. Uh, You know, my take on this story really is that I think there's not very much new here, and, you know, I I caution against overreaction. Uh, You've got a, uh, you know, as John just said uh, in his news summary, uh, accurately, you've got a, uh, you've got a single source here, uh, number one. Number two, at root, there's questioning, uh, by the Justice Department and, uh, and presenting testimony to a grand jury. Well, that's fine. Uh, you know, but it also strikes me as a little, you know, breaking news from 2021. I mean, this is, uh, this is based on, uh, understandings that, uh, the, of what the, what Trump and his uh, folks had been doing for, for quite some time. Uh, justice department involvement in this strikes me as both responsible but you know awfully late in that context uh, since we're about a year and a half out from there um, and it also strikes me as somewhat uh, tactical on the attorney general's part uh, you've got a situation where the uh uh we're impaneling a grand jury assuming that's true um and you know the vice president's uh, uh mark short uh, vice presidential he'd certainly testified before a grand jury he said so on television last night didn't say anything about what he what he said as he shouldn't but uh you know affirmed the uh, existence of it um you know this this the, the, the uh, this is an opportunity for the Justice department to both gather additional facts and frankly uh, uh deflect from itself there's a lot of uh pushing to uh have Uh, attorney general garland do something Uh, of course he has to go through a grand jury process and uh, if he can't convince a grand jury well that's that and the january 6th uh, committee itself uh, and and the the kinds of things that it's gathering uh, itself is a bit of a moving target they keep they say they have more and they have more and they have more so you know, there's a lot of shifting sands here, and uh, we've all been through this a lot before with Mueller and some other things. So I I'd, uh, I I'd take a breath.
0: Okay, so what you're saying then is that perhaps the the uh, presentation that we've seen from the House January 6th Committee over the last several months here uh, could be moving the Justice Department to at least signal that it's moving forward on its own investigation. Is is that what I'm getting from you?
2: Uh. The, Many folks on the January sixth committee uh, say that that's what they're trying to do. Uh, I think what's uh, probably what's going on is the Justice Department is saying, and again, this is speculation on my part. Be real clear: uh, is okay. Well, let's test some of that. Uh, To to the extent that you've gathered information about this, that, or the other thing, uh, then you know, let's test that information and see what's really there and how much of it's really there, and if we can at least convince a grand jury that something's there and uh, that's a, again that's a responsible thing for the attorney general to want to do but at the same time uh, i wouldn't read too much into it
0: in our last minute here terry uh, how much does this justice department probe the january 6 committee investigations overall affect the 2022 midterm elections
2: well you know i think it uh it backfires or it fires and backfires in interesting ways the you know, but my concern about uh, January 6th and where we're going here is first that it's, it's taken so long. I mean, the, the, you know, Congress had investigated and finished its investigations on Pearl Harbor in less time than this, uh, after the Second World War. And secondly, uh, it's taken so long and I think they've forfeited the opportunity to really get public consensus around a lot of this. Uh, so what you may end up doing is uh, having a situation where uh it backfires on you when but uh, when what you're trying to do is make the case against trump instead what you're doing is uh potentially heightening political divisions that uh, frankly i think you shouldn't seek to heighten but that's uh that's just me <laughs>
0: terry haynes founder of pangea policy always good to get your thoughts terry thanks for being with us this morning looking ahead to the market open looking ahead to a fed decision later this afternoon futures are moving higher after uh, positive results from uh, Microsoft and Alphabet, the uh, tech-heavy Nasdaq futures are leading the gains this morning. We see S&P futures right now up 38 points. That's a gain of 1%. Dow futures up 156 points or a half percent Nasdaq futures up 1.6%, a gain of 192 points. Just ahead, more on the Fed's decision today and more tech earnings to come. Top stories of the morning just ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, it's turning partly sunny this afternoon with a high near 90 degrees. We'll have scattered showers and storms tomorrow with a high near 90 once again. We'll have the storm chance of the forecast Friday as well. Right now, 71 in Central Park. It's 530 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager.
3: And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about four hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Let's get you up to date on the news. You need to know at this hour we begin with the FOMC meeting in Washington where the Federal Reserve is expected to issue a 75 basis point rate hike today. Evercore ISI Chief Equity Strategist Julian Emanuel says the Fed risks the anchoring inflation if it raises rates today and cuts them in the near future.
0: Part of the dynamic in markets is that we've all have Lovian trained to expect stocks to rally when the Fed cuts rates. To the extent that we take that away, you're actually doing a service.
3: Evercore's Julian Emanuel says the Fed should tame inflation while keeping the market fundamentally sound. For complete coverage of the Fed and Jay Powell's news conference, tune into a special edition of Bloomberg Surveillance Today starting at 1.30 p.m. Wall Street time.
0: Well, turning to markets, Karen, U.S. futures are getting a pop after earnings from Microsoft and Alphabet. Coming up today, we hear from Facebook parent meta plus Instagram and WhatsApp. Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger has a preview.
5: The bar for meta platforms is set low. The social media giant recently slowed the pace of hiring, and there are some general concerns about the era of social media dominance. Meta is dealing with a number of headwinds, not the least of which is the privacy change by Apple that complicates ad targeting at a time when the risk of recession could weigh on e-commerce spending. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Daybreak.
3: All right, Jeff, thank you. We told you yesterday about an SEC investigation centered on Coinbase. Now we're learning that has a big-name investor cutting bait on the crypto company. And we get the latest live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good
4: morning, Karen. Kathy Woods' ARK Investment Management dumps Coinbase shares for the first time this year. ARK's daily trading data compiled by Bloomberg show three of the funds sell just over 1.41 million shares, valued at about $75 million as of yesterday's close. And of that... The the firm's flagship ARK Innovation ETF sells 1.12 million shares of Coinbase. Bloomberg sources say Coinbase is facing a U.S. probe into whether it improperly let Americans trade digital assets that should have been registered as securities. Coinbase shares lost about a fifth of their value yesterday. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young. Bloomberg Daybreak.
0: Okay, Renita, thank you. A couple important stories in politics this morning. A federal grand jury is looking into efforts by former President Donald Trump to create false electors to overturn the 2020 election. And in geopolitics, President Biden is set to call Chinese President Xi Jinping tomorrow. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines and a check of sports. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg. <laughs> And it's now 533 on Wall Street, 71 degrees in Central Park. BQE's backed up eastbound at Roosevelt Avenue for an accident. More coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with more on what else is happening in New York and around the world. Michael?
4: Thank you very much, Nathan. New York Mayor Eric Adams says the team shown in a video punching police at a Harlem subway stop, was arrested for robbery as well, but was released just days before. Adams says the era of catch, release, repeat for criminals has to stop
5: robbery is a violent crime. So as soon as we catch them, the system releases them and they repeat the action. That is just, you know, when I say we're the stock of the country, this is what I'm talking about.
4: Earlier this week, NYPD Transit Chief Jason Wilcox says that assaults on his officers have skyrocketed over a 55% increase this year. Infowars host Alex Jones, who claimed that the 2012 massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, was a hoax, was at a Texas courthouse to defend his actions in a $150 million lawsuit by the parents of one of the children killed. Jones spoke about the court.
2: This is a witch hunt. This is a show trial. This will go down in history as one of the greatest show trials
5: ever to happen, not just here, but even in places like Nazi Germany.
4: Jones now acknowledges the Sandy Hook massacre that left 20 children and six adults dead really happened, but he insists he's not responsible for the harassment that Sandy Hook parents say they endured by his followers as a result of his hoax conspiracy claims that he pushed on his program. Ukrainian troops have struck a strategic bridge essential for Moscow to supply its forces occupying the country's south. Officials said the bridge remained standing, but its surface was pierced with holes, forcing a halt to traffic.
0: Your dreams are still alive. Tuesday, July 26th, and tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is an estimated annuitized $830 million.
4: Not anymore. A giant Mega Millions lottery jackpot ballooned to over a billion dollars after no one matched all six numbers last night and won the top prize. The next drawing is Friday. Might have to put a five on it. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts, more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. I
0: guess a billion would be enough. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. 5.35 on Wall Street. John Stash has a Bloomberg Sports Update.
5: Thanks, Nathan. The Mets' 60th win of the year. They beat the Yankees 6-3 to start the subway series at Citi Field. Good start for the Yankees. Back-to-back home runs first inning. Aaron Judge, then Anthony Rizzo. Consecutive pitches. Both hit the opposite way. 38th of the year for Judge with the Mets with two homers of their own. Bottom of the first, Sterling Marte and then Eduardo Escobar. Taiwan Walker settled down, worked out of a bases loaded jam in the fourth inning. Walker got the win then asked about pitching before a loud sellout crowd. It was electric.
7: Um, I gave up two home runs, and I was like, man, um, this is not off to a good start here. But, you know, we answered back. The offense was really good. They answered back with four runs in the first. And um, after that, my job was to get shut down innings, and I was able to do that.
5: And when Diaz, a four-out save is 20 seconds, Jordan Montgomery took the loss. He was not happy when Aaron Boone took him out with just one gone in the third inning. Another sellout crowd tonight. The series ends. It's Domingo Herman versus David Peterson. The Yanks are going to be without Giancarlo Stanton for a couple of weeks. Achilles tendonitis. Elsewhere, Braves beat the Phillies. So Atlanta still two games behind the Mets. Astros still two back of the Yankees for best record in the American League. Houston, a second loss in a row in Oakland. Toronto won its seventh in a row, beat St. Louis. The Cardinals but without their two best hitters, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, not allowed into Toronto. Both are unvaccinated. Baltimore beat Tampa Bay. The Orioles are now over five hundred and they're ahead of the Red Sox, who lost to Cleveland. The Red Sox are now in last place. Julio Jones signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks, a seven-time Pro Bowler while with Atlanta. John stash Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? Thank you, John. 537
8: on Wall Street. Time for the Tri-State Business Report with Bloomberg's Ed Corey. More than 60 businesses ranging from J.P. Morgan Chase to Silver Cup Studios are joining forces with New York City to fund an $8 million public-private partnership. It's aimed at tackling the homelessness crisis. The Homeless Assistance Fund will expand on the city's existing efforts. A proposed overhaul of New Jersey's home foreclosure process would give family members, low-income bidders, and community nonprofits a leg up in buying foreclosed homes. It could be at risk of a conditional veto by Governor Phil Murphy, according to Assemblywoman Brittany Timberlake, the bill's sponsor. With the classic bodega breakfast sandwich, bacon, egg, and cheese, isn't as cheap as it used to be. To keep up with inflation, bodega owners are raising the prices of their famously low-priced sandwiches. The AP says one store has raised the price from $2.50 to four fifty. That's your Bloomberg Tri-State Business Report. I'm Ed Corey. Thanks, Ed. 538 on Wall Street. The following is an editorial from
7: Bloomberg Opinion. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg editorial board. The House of Representatives recently passed the Respect for Marriage Act, which declares that marriages performed in one state must be recognized in all of them without respect to sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin. It also codifies same-sex marriages for the purpose of benefits under federal law. The Legislation still needs to get through the Senate, which is unlikely before the August recess. Nonetheless, the House's move to provide federal recognition of gay marriages with the support of 47 Republicans is a breakthrough worth celebrating. In addition to validating the country's progress on gay rights, the vote signals that lawmakers may be embracing their responsibility to tackle social issues through the legislative process. Given current levels of partisanship in Washington, Washington, this is a significant achievement. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg editorial board. For more Bloomberg opinion, please go to bloomberg.com/opinion or o p i n go on the Bloomberg terminal. This
0: has been Bloomberg Opinion,
7: and you can hear Bloomberg
0: Opinion editorials every weekday at this time. Uh, terminal customers can read more at OPIN Go. Looking ahead to the market open and a Fed decision for the month of July. Futures are moving higher, driven by a positive tech outlook, particularly from Microsoft and Alphabet after their earnings. S&P futures right now are up 40 points. Dow futures up 170. NASDAQ futures higher by 192 points. The German DAX up two tenths percent, the CAC in Paris and the FTSE 100 in London are both higher by a half percent. Ten-year treasuries up four thirty seconds. Yield 2.79 percent, yield on the two-year 3.04 percent. NYMEX crudes higher by seven tenths percent or 65 cents. $95.64 for a barrel of West Texas intermediate. Comex gold higher by three tenths percent. $4.50 at 17.40.20 an ounce. The euro 1.0150 against the dollar. The yen, 136.65. Bitcoin trading right now at about 21,300. We look ahead to the Fed decision next. Simon French, chief economist at Panmure Gordon, joins us next. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, sunshine, highs near 90 today, tomorrow, and the next day, though uh, tomorrow and Friday. We can't rule out a risk of afternoon showers and storms. Right now, 71 in Central Park. Markets,
1: headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
3: And I'm Karen Moscow. Stocks and U.S. Stock Index futures are rallying as a batch of Brazilian company earnings help to alleviate some of the wider caution in markets ahead of a pivotal Federal Reserve monetary policy meeting. Check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures are up 39 points. Dow futures up 167. And NASDAQ futures up 191. The DAX in Germany is up about two-tenths of a percent. 10 your Treasury up 432 seconds. yield 2.79 percent. And the yield on the two-year, 3.8 percent Four percent. Nymex crude oil is up four tenths percent, or thirty-eight cents, at ninety-five dollars thirty-six cents a barrel. Comex gold up two tenths percent, or three dollars eighty cents, at seventeen thirty-nine fifty an ounce. The euro one point oh one five two against the dollar. British pound one point two zero eight zero, and the yen one thirty-six point six zero. And Bitcoin this morning up one point six percent, or at $21,317. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael.
4: Thank you very much, Karen. The Justice Department is said to be investigating efforts by former President Donald Trump and his inner circle to create false electors and pressure former Vice President Mike Pence to overturn the 2020 election. According to a person familiar with the matter, Pence's former Chief of Staff, Mark Short, and Greg Jacob, Pence's then Chief Counsel, appeared before grand jury in recent days. WNBA star Brittany Griner will testify today in her drug trial in Russia. She could get 10 years in prison if convicted. In baseball, the Mets beat the Yankees 6-3. The Guardians beat the Red Sox 8-3. The Orioles beat the Rays 5-3. The Nationals beat the Dodgers. The A's down the Astros. And the Giants lost to the Diamondbacks 7-3. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg.
0: Nathan. All right, Michael. Thank you. It is 549 On Wall Street Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak on a Federal Reserve Decision Day for the month of July. We are joined this morning by Simon French, Chief Economist at Panmere Gordon. Simon, good morning. Markets have priced in 75 basis points from the Fed. Where would you put the chance for an upside surprise today?
9: Yeah, Good morning, Nathan. Always a pleasure to join you. Um, I think it's fairly limited. I think we learned from the June FOMC meeting that if, the Federal Reserve were unhappy with where market expectations are, and markets are pretty much bang on 75 basis points. Then they would prepare the market with some additional uh, information, be it leaked through various media outlets or uh, the other channels that they've used. I-, I think they're pretty happy with 75 basis points. Key is what they guide to coming in the residual three meetings of this year.
0: Indeed. So, what's your expectation?
9: Well, so I think what we'll see from the statement, bear in mind we will get no press conference or updated economic projections. I think it is very much about the language used around slowing economic data in U.S. retail, particularly consumer durables, U.S. consumer confidence, slowing signs of momentum in the real estate sector, the degree to which that makes the case for a slowdown back to 50 basis points because the market is pricing two more 75 basis points plus a 50 in the residual three years. I think the, the risk today, or if you like, the, the potential volatility today is that those two seventy five basis points get downgraded closer to 50.
0: Is that your expectation then? Do you think that we are going to see a slowdown that we've perhaps seen peak Fed hiking in this cycle?
9: Uh, I doubt we'll see 100 basis points at any of the meetings. And I think if if we're talking about a peak in terms of the rate of change, then yes. I think there was some speculation, wasn't it, a couple of weeks ago of a 100 basis point move. I think that is now unlikely, given the breadth of the slowdown in macroeconomic data, not just in the U.S., but but globally. Um, And we've also seen signs of gasoline prices particularly peaking in the U.S. and starting to come down. So I think yes, yes peak rate of increases, but clearly where the terminal rate lands in terms of markets expecting about 4% for the Fed funds rate, the potential for some lowballing of that if they overweight the slowdown in economic momentum, I think is the risk going into this meeting.
0: You said a number of times that you're seeing a slowdown in economic momentum, a slowdown in economic data. Is this a slowdown that's leading the U.S. economy into a recession or toward a recession?
9: <laughs> well, of course, it depends what well, your definition of a recession is. And of course, uh, yes. the White House have, 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 le- have uh, entered into that debate as to whether a recession is two successive quarters of negative growth, which I think we will see in the United States economy. They're leaning back into that by suggesting that a broader set of indicators, particularly in the labour market, are strong. But, you know, the labor market is traditionally a lagged indicator, and I have to say more timely indicators on the consumer confidence side do suggest the U.S. economy is heading to a recession, albeit one that is highly unusual and comes off some very, very strong reopening momentum after the COVID pandemic.
0: So if we are headed into a recession, do you see it as a mild recession or a prolonged recession?
9: Uh, Mild, and I say that because... Very unusually, and this is an economic cycle almost without precedent, is that household and corporate balance sheets are strong. There was always going to be an air pocket in consumer durables demand. Uh, I think most of us anticipated that because of the overconsumption of durables during the pandemic. Um, And it is the degree to which, as inventories unwind, as consumer durables levels come back to their their normal level, whether consumers and businesses can retain their confidence through this period. And I think the backstop of decent balance sheet strength suggests that they can. And that is why I see a shallow recession rather than a deep recession.
0: We are getting that decision from the Federal Reserve, 2 p.m. Wall Street time, and we will have extended coverage here on Bloomberg Radio a special edition of Bloomberg Surveillance coming up at 1.30 Wall Street time this afternoon. Simon French, chief economist at Panbier Gordon, thanks for your insights this morning ahead of all that. Thanks for being with us here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Karen.
3: All right, Nathan, thank you. It is 5.53 on Wall Street. It is time for the Bloomberg Law Report, brought to you by American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 90 years. More at ADR.org. Now to a legal story we're watching this morning. The Senate unexpectedly expectedly launched a new push Wednesday to protect same-sex marriage in federal law after a surprising number of Republicans helped pass landmark legislation in the House last week. And some GOP senators are already signaling support. The legislation is a reaction to the Supreme Court's decision last month striking down abortion rights and fears the court might reverse other decisions protecting rights like same-sex marriage and privacy. For more, Bloomberg's June Grasso speaks to Catherine Fred. Thank a professor at Columbia Law School and the director of the Center for Gender and Sexuality Law. What would the Respect for Marriage Act do?
6: Well, some of the media have covered it as codifying or putting into law the Obergefell decision, which it does not do. What it does do is repeal the Defense of Marriage Act, which was a law that was passed some time ago and challenged in the Supreme Court successfully that defined marriage as a union between one man and one woman for all federal benefits. So the first thing it does is repeal the Defense of Marriage Act and thereby removing a discriminatory definition of marriage, which would spring back into action should the Supreme Court reverse the Obergefell decision. The second thing it would do is say that every state has to respect a legal marriage from any other state. So say you live in Texas and your state Decides that it will no longer recognize same-sex marriages and you travel to New York and get married and then return to Texas, Texas has to recognize that marriage. And it says that those states also cannot refuse to recognize legal marriages from another state if the basis for doing so is discrimination based on race, sex, national origin, or ethnicity. So it's important to understand that it will not force all states to recognize same-sex marriages, like the Obergefell decision does. What it will do is force states to recognize marriages from other states and to not discriminate against people in those marriages.
3: Some Republican senators have indicated that this bill isn't necessary. Senator Marco Rubio called it a stupid waste of time.
6: Well, it's easy to call something a stupid waste of time if your marriage is not on the chopping block. And part of why I think that Representative Nadler, who moved this in the House, moved so quickly was that he was getting thousands and thousands of calls from constituents and others across the country, people who were in marriages who were afraid their marriages would be undone by the Supreme Court and that they might lose their children and their homes. I mean, this is a real important issue, not on just the symbolic level, but on the everyday kind of legal status of lesbian and gay people in this country. And they're really frightened that what is happening around abortion will also start happening in the gay community. So for Senator Grubio to say that this is a stupid issue merely speaks to his privilege, that this issue doesn't touch him. His marriage is not on the chopping block, but many other people's may be.
3: And that's Catherine Frankie, a professor at Columbia Law School, speaking with the Bloomberg's June Grasso. Catch more of that interview plus analysis of the latest legal news by subscribing to the Bloomberg Law Podcast or downloading the show at Bloomberg.com slash podcast. Attorneys can find exceptional legal research and business development tools at BloombergLaw.com and on the Bloomberg Terminal at B-Law Go. And futures this morning are on the rise with S&P futures up 35 points, Dow futures up 141, and NASDAQ futures up hundred. 182, Ten year Treasury up 532nds, yield 2.78%, and the yield on the two year 3.04%, and NYMEX crude oil up a quarter percent. Still ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak, a check on the business headlines and all the news you need to start your day. And this is Bloomberg.
0: Do you love Elon Musk? Do you hate Elon Musk? Do you have no idea? From Bloomberg Business Week, this is Elon Inc.
6: Listen wherever you get your podcasts.